When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. <laughs> yes, thank, thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick, for introducing another episode of Purple Daily, which we'll dive into here in just a second. I want to share details about an important event that we are proud to partner with here on Purple Daily. It's the 2020 Patriot Ride You can uh, pick your route, pick your ride, build your team. Since 2006, the Patriot Ride has always been about thanking our veterans and recognizing our servicemen and women, honoring our fallen soldiers. And this is what the Patriot Ride represents. This is why the event has meant so much to so many. The dollars raised by the Patriot Ride benefits the Minnesota Patriot Guard, Minnesota's Military Appreciation Fund, and the Minnesota Chapter of Tribute to the Troops. The 2020 Patriot Ride wants you to ride, to share, to remember, And here is your chance. Head to PatriotRide.org for details and to register yourself, register a team, or just donate. That's PatriotRide.org. All right. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff is producing. And uh, every week or so, we we like to go back and, and replay various scenarios when it comes to the Vikings. And so let's dive in here. So many significant sporting events in Minnesota's history. Some have made us ask the question, what if? Like, what if Stefan Marbury hadn't left the Wolves? What if Gary Anderson had made that kick? Do you think Gary Anderson will make this field goal? The answer should probably be yes. 39 yards away. He is still perfect. Minnesota leads by 10. <laughs> what if there is no Minneapolis miracle? Camp steps into it. Passes up for grabs and picked off by Marcus Williams. Ah, uh, yes. It's time to ask what if in Mackie, Judd, and Rami's alternate reality. Unbelievable! Vikings win the Super Bowl! All right, Judd, the floor is yours. What's our what's our alternate reality this week? It is uh, one that does not go back that far, but I believe it's an alternate reality that actually would have happened. Okay, <laughs> and it's this. It's very simple. Um, Wild Card Weekend, 2019. Pre-pandemic, everything was hunky-dory. Our biggest problems were sports-related, and life was great. Mine was hungover, but yes, it was a great day. It was a great day. And the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings go to the Superdome. With this hanging over their heads, if they win the game, which ultimately, as we know, they did, they advance, and everyone feels pretty good about it. But if they lose that game, there had been speculation. And by the way, it was reports, not like made up reports. There were credible reports out there 
that Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was waiting to see what happened to the Vikings as they approached that game because there was a potential um, trade in the works that would have sent the rights to coach Mike Zimmer to the Dallas Cowboys, where he had been a defensive coordinator for Jones's Cowboys, I believe, in the 90s, and he is tight with Jerry Jones. And the Vikings would have gotten some type of compensation back, and in essence, the Vikings would have fired Zim, but they would have done so by providing him the golden parachute of a job in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And the Vikings, um, most likely at that point in time, I believe would have turned to a young man by the name of Kevin Stefanski, now the head coach in Cleveland, and said, Kevin, the keys to the car, where you began as Brad Childress's basically gopher, are yours. You are the head coach. The alternate reality being very simple. Vikings lose to the Saints, Phil Mackey. Wow. So what what would have then played out? Yes, how would this have played out? How would you guys have felt about this? But mm-hmm. I do, but I do believe that this had a very good chance of happening yeah. if if that game goes in the direction of the uh, New Orleans Saints. Well, I do think, you know, just to unpack some of this, I do think if they don't beat the Saints, I do think the Vikings fire Mike Zimmer. And I don't know if that's the right decision. This is where it, it's tough because in the NFL you're not going to have 32 Bill Belichicks very clearly. Like everyone aspires to have a Bill Belichick and to have a Tom Brady or a Russell Wilson. But the reality is there's only going to be a limited number of those guys available. And so in your quest to try and get the best coach or the most innovative coach or the best, most modern quarterback, you can either keep trying and cycling through guys every two or three years. Like the, like we rip on the Browns, but you know what? At least the Browns get rid of coaches. And if the Browns don't have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they just get rid of them the next year, which causes for, uh, that causes chaos in your organization and it, and it causes you to be the laughing stock. But I don't know that it would, would have been the right decision to fire Mike Zimmer just because you haven't won a Super Bowl yet with him. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer, I still think is one of the top 10 coaches in the NFL. Is he Bill Belichick? No. Is he even Kyle Shanahan? No. I need to know exactly what I'm getting if I'm going to get rid of a guy who is above 500 and goes to the playoffs, doesn't have train wreck seasons, and puts out one of the best defenses in the NFL every year. But if they got to the point as an organization where they said, all right, listen, we, we just it's it hasn't been terrible. We just feel like we've hit a plateau and it's time to move on. And we're going to gamble a little bit because we're getting rid of a known commodity good head coach. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and find the Kyle Shanahan that can take us to the next level. The five coaches that were hired by other teams in the last three months or so, Joe Judge, Mike McCarthy, Ron Rivera, Kevin Stefanski left the Vikings to go to the Browns, and Matt Rule. Among those five guys, are we sure that one of them would have been definitively better than Mike Zimmer? Like, take this team and take him to a championship. Like, that's the that's the no the part that you're stuck on here. No, we're not. But I think that if the Vikings lose uh, to the Saints that day, there's a feeling that Mike's shelf life here has um, has worn out or his time here. And I think the feeling on Stefanski was people like him and just as importantly, and this might be this might be wrong, but the feeling was this is an offensive guy in a now offensive league who can take our quarterbacks and our offense to a step that they're not currently going again might be wrong. Yeah. But that that's why I that's why I think it, it would have been a pretty simple transition for them. And I think that they I don't think that they would have conducted a big search. I think Stefanski gets the job pretty quickly. Yeah. And you know, we, we can sit here and, and we can pray Kevin Stefanski's been a really good coach for the Vikings from literally every every level from like Brad Childress's gopher 
to now being a head coach. And so he's had a nice little 15 year climb up the ladder. He might be a train wreck head coach. Like we don't know. In fact, I just, just out of curiosity, I went back, the AP posted a story recently and went back to the 2014 and 15 class of coaches that were hired. And there's a couple retreads in here, like, like Jack Del Rio's a retread and John Fox, but when you, and Rex Ryan was hired by the bills during that period. But if you look at the Joe judge, Kevin Stefanski type guys, like, all right, we're going to replace the coach that we think has run his course with the hot coordinator guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mike Pettin was that for the Browns in 2014 <laughs> disaster. Right. Browns. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Bill O'Brien was that for the Texans and like nobody would say that. I mean, he's been fine. They're, they're like 500 and they went to the playoffs a couple of times, but bad like, personnel guy. No, he's just like, he's not. Okay. Coach, terrible personnel guy. You know, I think they they let go of Gary Kubiak to bring in Bill O'Brien. Well, I mean, did you really upgrade there? You, or did you just get rid of Gary Kubiak because you hit a plateau and now you're at the same plateau of Bill O'Brien. Uh, Jim Caldwell with the lions. Like, all right. If they went to the playoffs once, maybe if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jim Tom Sula was hired by the Niners. All right, up and coming guy, right? He's got a mustache. Yeah, it was it was a disaster. That one made no sense. Yes, Todd Bowles was hired by the Jets. Like my point is, yeah, is it that when like when we talk about Mike Zimmer, is he has he run his course? Like you go back to that game, would he have been fired? Is it that those guys run their course, or is it that we as fans, media, and front office just get impatient after watching a guy for six years not win a Super Bowl. I think guys definitely in this in this day and, and age, and Belichick is probably the exception here, but I think coaches definitely in all sports now run their course. But to your point, replacing them is not simple. And, and I think that there's this, there's this expectation that Stefanski is going to be great. And he might be. I have no clue. But he also might not be. And, and there's nothing to indicate to us, besides the fact that people liked him, that he's going to be good. Um, Zim, I think, when it comes to the Vikings, and if they had lost that game, has rubbed enough people the wrong way where they're tired of Mike and they liked Kevin more. But is that a legitimate case then to say it's time to make a change? That's the debate. What I'm curious about is, is if Mike had been traded to the Cowboys, his rights as a coach, how would people right now going into uh, the 2020 season, how would they feel about the Vikings with Stefanski as coach? And also the flip side is, how would people feel about the Cowboys with Zim as head coach instead of Mike McCarthy? Because now we're talking about a defensive-minded guy instead of a quarterback guy. You know, I think the I, I think Mike McCarthy is better for the Cowboys if Mike McCarthy has evolved offensively. And like that's the big if, right? I think if you've got a quarterback like Dak Prescott that has potential to be a top five dude in the league and you've got that offensive line, you know, I think your instinct might be, well, you've already got your offense kind of covered, like bring in a defensive minded coach. I say, no, double down on offense. I agree with that completely. Do what this like this. It's what the Saints are doing. Double down on offense, bring in a good defensive coordinator and, and figure it out. And I think part of the issue with the Vikings is like they're so in on defense and they've been really good at defense. But defense, it's you have to put together a perfect defense, one through eleven, everyone in their prime for the most part, and and everyone stayed healthy for that defense to lead you to a Super Bowl. And like that's the brick wall that the Vikings kind of keep running into. If the Vikings were to at some point double down resources and coach and pour it all into offense, that's what the Chiefs have done. That's what the Cowboys are doing right now. Yes, that's what the Saints have done. And then the the question off of that is. Who do you eventually find to be the quarterback for that coach? Yeah. 
And so these are, well, boy, this is triggering all kinds of. What's going on in Dallas? What's going on here? What's going on in Cleveland? I mean, I just changed the course of 2020. But here's the thing. Like, just to take it back to Mike Zimmer. If I were to tell you six years ago, when Mike Zimmer first, and this is, he's going into his seventh year here. So, so six years ago in 2014, when they hired Mike Zimmer. Yep. If I were to tell you, all right, in six years, the Vikings will be 57, 38, and one. So they will be 20 games over 500 over a six-game stretch. Yep. They'll uh, they'll win the division about every other year, and they'll have a couple playoff wins. I can guarantee you that. Yep. I'm not going to guarantee you anything beyond that, but like I'm going to give you 57 and 38. I'm going to give you at least a, a, a couple playoff wins and, and division championships, and then whatever happens after that, you're kind of on your own. I think all of us would have said, oh, my gosh, like wildly successful head coach hire in my We team. would say that that is the most Vikings-like scenario that you could possibly have, too. And not win a Super and Bowl. And not win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Exactly right. And the playoff wins are few. Are few. They're, they're not great. I think when the Vikings hired Mike, there, there was a very good case to be made that if you could shut down quarterbacks, that you'd be in pretty good shape. And I think it's fair to say that the Vikings have been. I guess my question now is, with the way the league has still continued to morph and change offensively, and with how it seems like each year quarterback play becomes, if possible, more and more important, is are the dynamics of 2020 going into 21 the same as they were in 2014? It is very different. I mean, I mean that's where just... it feels like like it, it's not it's not that I think that there's one coach I want. But I guess if I was now a GM and I, I was skewing towards which side of the ball do I think I'd like to have my head guy be uh, most familiar with, it's probably offense now certainly more than six yeah. or seven years it's, back. It's also just a lot harder to stop the the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, it was hard six years ago. Yes. It's even harder now because like the best quarterbacks in the NFL are also mobile. Yep. Look at the the top five guys in the league now compared to what that list was for five, six years ago when Mike Zimmer took over. Mahomes wasn't on that list six years ago. Russell Wilson was in the league, but he wasn't on that list six years ago. Deshaun the Watson play, wasn't on right. that list. Lamar Jackson. The style of play was different. So, uh, so that's I mean, that, it's an interesting scenario. I don't know if the Vikings would have been better off for it if they had lost to the Saints in that game, because I don't think like I don't I'm not guaranteeing that Kevin Stefanski is going to come in here and. If if Kevin Stefanski saves the Browns, then it was a mistake to not promote him as head coach. Like Mike Tomlin was a mistake. I was just going to say, yeah, that was, was a Mike, mistake. Was Mike Tomlin the yeah. same thing? So, all right. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us. And uh, wherever you're, if you're listening to us, you can always find us in visual form on youtube.com slash score north and vice versa. If you just want to subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, and score We'll see you next time.